Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. This week we cover Texas Chainsaw 3D. The beast in me. So do you know anything about this place? Just the address. It's caged by frail and fragile bars. Wow. Restless by day. And by rants and rages. Look like Granny likes to play a little pool. What exactly did Granny do for a living? I have no idea. I just learned about her yesterday. The beast in me. God help. The beast in me. The film came out in 2013. Uh, we saw this on Peacock? Yeah, it was on Peacock, of all things. That's the only place that would have it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it fell off on some other on some other streams. It used to be things. on Tubi and a lot of the others, but it fell off. I guess Peacock was like, ooh, we're finally going to get a Texas Chainsaw movie. But it's this one. The film stars the beautiful Alexandra Daddario, which I'm obsessed with. Um, I mean, who is in? Come on. Did you see her? Uh, Scott Eastwood is also in it. Who's Clint Eastwood's son. And you got the character actor you've seen in everything, every made. You probably won't know his name, but you'll know his face if you saw him. Richard Reel, I think is how you say his name. Uh, he's in it playing one of the playing the attorney in town. Probably the only attorney in town. And it was directed by a guy named John Lucenhop, which this is really the only thing of note that he's done. And he hasn't done anything since this. So, this movie. Oh, there's oh. a cameo of Gun- with Gunnar Hansen. He yeah, I a- forgot. We do have, this was Gunnar Hansen's last film, sadly. Also, Marilyn Burns' last film, I believe, because yeah. she had passed away, she passed away the following year. Yeah, uh, she makes a cameo as Alexandra Daddario's grandmother. You also got Bill Mosley showing up in there, which I love how they kind of edited him into some of the footage from the original at the beginning. Uh which brings up the point of the main annoyance of this movie. They start off at the beginning and they do give you a quick recap of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You see all the murders, you see everything happen, you see Marilyn Burns run away and get in the truck and drive off. 
Then you get to see the police come back to the house and the redneck lynch mob that shows up and burns the house down, shoots everyone, all except one. One woman survives holding a baby outside. One of the rednecks decides, you know what? My wife's kind of wanted a baby, so I'll just kick her in the head and take the baby away from her. And that's how we open up. Now, here's the thing. They made it a big point to show it was happening right after the original, which took place in 1974. Then we cut to the present. And it's not supposed to be like the 90s or anything like that because people are using smartphones. They're using like video chats. All this kind of stuff. So it's it has at least two thousand five plus. Yeah, even then, really, people weren't using video chats until like maybe two thousand ten. Mm, I don't know. I think the iPhone came out. When the iPhone came out in no seven. I don't know, but yes, it, it's it's modern. It's somewhere in the middle there. It's at least around the year or so that it came out. It's a year within a couple of years of when it was released in twenty thirteen. Before you get further in i i have to ask while the movie you know was playing and there's like i don't know seven or eight people in the sawyer slash whatever the other family's name we're gonna call them coopers I don't uh know. carson carson okay the carson sawyer house where the fuck were all these people where were all the people in the film in the first film they were just were they at work were they um, in the fields, like, picking oranges? Like, what what were they doing? Yeah, there's, like, a whole mob of them when they show up. Because now Bill Mosley is supposed to be playing the one of the characters from the original. But you, then you've got, and you see Grandpa there. And, of course, you see Leatherface. But then you also see someone that Gunnar Hansen is playing. He's just a dude there. We haven't we didn't see him in the original. And then you've also got all well, several other people. didn't pe- we, though? Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> So you've got all these other people there. Yeah, where were all these people? What was their purpose? What they're were they doing errands. there? They're at work. I guess they were all just out on other job sites that day. And why, they were at other houses ambushing people. I don't... And why were they comfortable knowing that Jed, Leatherface, was just off murdering people and doing his thing and just they were just accepting because he was slow they were just like oh that's just a thing that good old judd does that's fine well and i love when the police show up and the sheriff sheriff hooper get it and just says send out jed he killed a bunch of people with a chainsaw we got this woman that says okay but wouldn't the woman have also said yeah jed was killed my friends with a chainsaw but also, there was a creepy grandpa in the house that tried to hit me in the head with a hammer, but he's too old to really get it done. And there's all these other crazy people in the house, too. Wouldn't she have mentioned that? No. Didn't you see her going down the road? Like, she got hit with a fucking hammer or a mallet. She ain't, she is not right in the head. She was fucked up. Did you see her in the back of the truck, crazy-eyed, with the blood coming out, with the carry blood, like hair? But dragging? I'm still thinking, if you're the cops... You're going to go in and you're going to talk to everybody in that house. Because, first of all, there's still bodies in the house. Yeah, You're going to have to go collect them. There's going to be crime scene tape all over that fucking place. My other question to add on is, if you did have this conversation with this girl and she said that there was a psycho on the loose, why would you go alone? I understand you're the sheriff and you're the hot shit of the town. But he, there was no backup. He just came in there like willy-nilly by himself. 
you know, it's it, it's very strange. And then there eventually, I think one car comes up, right? Yeah, like another, the other deputy comes up. Which is one other guy. So you have two guys. There's like seven people in the house. Then you got Leatherface who has like fucking, I'm going to discuss Leatherface and this film and another aspect later on in the, in the podcast. Because I have, I have this weird, not a theory, but this thing like, what what were they thinking in the writing room? What was going on there? But anyways, so you have Leatherface, you know, who's like, obviously, he could just handle himself with the fucking chainsaw. So you got like eight people plus times like against two people. So when the mob showed up, I mean, I guess they were probably like, in a, a little bit, they were like, yeah, you know, we could probably use some backup with these guys. But like I said, of course, it went wrong. And, you know, mobs being what they are, they did terrible things, burned the house down. Um... But stealing babies, burning houses down. Stealing babies, burning everything they do, and you know, with mobs. But so after we see all that, we flash forward to present day, where we've got the baby grown up, and she's working in the meat department of a grocery store. She's cutting meat. Ah, uh, it's in her blood. Ah, uh, you see what they did there? Wow. Yeah. And it's two thousand. We'll say two thousand twelve. It's two thousand twelve. And the baby that they took away in 1974 is 20 years old. Yeah, I'm really terrible at math, but I know that math ain't right. It yeah. ain't right. She should She's, be like in her 40s. Yeah. Now, if they had picked an actress that was in her 40s, fine. Even one that was 30, I would have thought, ah, oh, No, I right. think I was stretching it. That fucking baby was like a year, no, no more than a year old, that kid. But if the woman was at least 30 and looked 30, you could go, well, maybe she's a little older. But no, this one's obviously like she just right out of high school. Okay. So she is going to, she's planning a trip to Louisiana with all of her friends. They've got their Volkswagen minivan. Uh Get it? Just like the original. They're going to go on a trip when the day before they're going to leave, excuse me. She gets a letter from a lawyer saying, hey, come down to this town in Texas. You've inherited all this stuff from your grandmother that you didn't know you had. So that's when she goes and asks her parents, hey, uh, what's going on? Was I adopted or something? Oh, yeah, we adopted you, but it wasn't legal. So don't ask a lot of questions about it. She's like, oh, okay, well, thanks for telling me. Yeah, they're real assholes about it. And the reason why she asks is because her grandmother that she has known her life, she's she's been dead for a while. So obviously, grandma didn't come back from the grave to like send her a letter. Yeah, and this is the thing. The par- they show the parents being like horrible, you know, terrible people. They're like, well, I didn't even want a kid and all this. Then why did you adopt her? Because he wanted to make the chick happy. His girlfriend Even wife. she didn't even seem like she wanted the kid. So why... Yeah. Can't they just hand the baby over to DCF and be done with it? But anyhow, so they head down to Texas like you do. And of course, guess what? They pick up a hitchhiker along the way. That's where they pick up Scott Eastwood. I mean, I saw him on the side of the road. I would totally pick him up. Sure. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Strange guy alone in the rain. No problem. But the problem is when you take him along in your trip... And then you finally get to your house. And you're like, you know what? We're going to run some errands, check out the town. Why don't you stay here, stranger, in my brand new big old house with all of my fucking family heirlooms that I just acquired by yourself? And here's the keys to everything. Yeah. How? What the fuck were they thinking? See, if this was like 
I would, if this was like 94, I wouldn't even accept it in 94 because you should know that. This is like, I would only accept some shit like that. Like if it's like no later than like 85. Because it's like, you should know, maybe this is not such a good idea. One, do not pick up a hitchhiker. And two, do not leave them alone in your brand new house. You don't know anything about him. But, you know, it's 2012-ish. That's fine. Just come over. You're hot. You're not, it's fine. Just here's the keys to my car, the keys to the house. You know, everything you need. Everything should be fine. And I also love the fact that the lawyer specifically gave her, like, the keys to everything, the paperwork, and said, here's this letter from your grandmother. Go in the house and read this right away. It's very important. Right away. Let me tell you, if she read read that right away, so many th- we wouldn't have a movie. And that's the whole thing of the movie. If she would have read the letter beforehand, you more or less would not have anything to watch. Yeah. Because it's because she doesn't read the letter. You know, that she finds out. I don't even think if I read the letter, I would believe. Obviously, once the letter tells me that something is going on, then I would go investigate. But I would still be majorly sus about it. And I might have called the police to come out there and help me open this door. Yeah, because, like, what this letter is like, the most fucked up letter ever. (laughs) But we'll get into the letter. So, of course, the guy, he you know, he's got the keys to everything. And he finds the secret door that goes down into the basement. And there's a special huge key that unlocks a giant door. And behind that door is another door, a big metal door, just like in the original. Get it? You see what we did here? We're original. Not really. He opens the door, goes in. Surprise, it's Leatherface living down in the basement. He also survived the fire and the shooting apparently the only people that died in the house was bill mosley and gunner hansen he survived the shooting and more so he has lived there since 1974 by himself well i guess um marilyn booth grandmother was alive so she did the cooking and the fine she was bringing him down food but he's just living down in the basement no TV, no radio. Well, did they? Well, I was going to say, did they have that in 1974? <laughs> yes, they had TV back then. I don't think he was watching TV. I, I can't even imagine him watching like fucking uh, like Daffy Duck. What else is he going to watch? I mean, everything else is going to be way above his level to follow. Mork and Mindy. That would probably be a good show for him. But yeah, so of course he kills Scott Eastwood. I started to say Clint Eastwood. He kills him. <laughs> With a hammer, of course, just like in the original, the first kill is with a hammer. And, you know, everyone comes back, finds that the house has been ransacked. Oh, and while they're out, they stop there at Tech, you know, they're in the little Texas town. You immediately get the, you know, the sheriff deputy that comes up and starts hitting on her. And then you have the older guy that comes up and is like, Yay, you bought the old Sawyer place? Well, or you inherited it, rather? I'll just buy that off of you right now. But what's your price? What's your price? Tell me your price. Tell me your price. I'll I'll buy it for any price. Now, she just says, oh, no, thank you, and walks away. Like, wouldn't you at least consider it, think about it, be like, hmm, that's probably worth a lot of money. I could probably just take that off of you and go. But no. So this is also the point where you find out that her best friend that's coming with her on the trip is also sleeping with her boyfriend. Of course she is. Yeah. And I thought that might pay off with something later. Who's like fucking Trey Songs? Like, if anyone listens to rap music. To Trey songs. To Trey songs, yes. But they go back to the house. They start cooking up dinner. 
the best friend is she's out on the porch smoking weed. The boyfriend is playing pool by himself. Uh, Alexandria, she, Alexandra, she's just upstairs looking through all the clothes. The cook decides, the guy that's cooking, rather, he decides to go down. Hey, there's a butler's pantry. I should see what's down there. You know what's down there? Leatherface. This is when, and we're just going to like summarize. Spoiler alert. Leatherface goes and kills every fucking body in the house. Like, he's just picking them off like flies. Mind them, there's not that many to begin with. It's only literally, like, like... four people. Four people. So, he goes and kills all of them. And then... She runs away. Alexandra runs away. Runs to the carnival that's going on. Climbs uh, over the fence and gets mm-hmm. into the middle of all the people. And you would think that, like, Leatherface would back off at this point. No, he just runs through the carnival swinging the chainsaw... Just at her. It's like fucking Pepe Le Pew chasing the skunk or the cat at that point. He's just after that particular one. Now, this is where I start to see some similarities with other films. Oh. The first similarity. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Was the Nightmare on Elm Street aspect of the town getting revenge on, you know, the... The killer. The killer. And they have to hold the fucking secret, like, their whole life. Yeah. You know, and they can't let anyone know and have to live with this and the consequences that come with it. Technically, the people of the town didn't really suffer any consequences. They just didn't want anyone to find out what they did. Because it obviously was illegal. And they just murdered these people that were innocent for no reason. Because they didn't even go and kill Leatherface, which was the whole point of it all. So the mob... Well, they weren't really that innocent. They were all in on it, too, really. I mean, but they were going to let him out, though. They didn't deserve to die. They didn't really do anything. They didn't kill any of the people. It was all Jed. Fine. Like I said, where were they? We don't know. Like, Grandpa and the freaking hitchhiker, who was not even in the dam, obviously. Yeah. He wasn't in the Bill Mosley was obviously in on it, even though he really wasn't in on it originally. His character was in on it. But, so you have that. And now, in this carnival, oh, yes. Leatherface has become Michael Myers. He has now Michael Myers' one-eyed vision, where he's just like, I'm going to get Laurie, and that is all I care about. I, I, I'm a psycho killer, and I kill everybody that comes to my path. But now, even though I'm in a fucking fair, where I can go on a murderous rampage and just chainsaw the shit out of everybody, I'm only going to go after... This was also where they decided to get real cute, too, and have the pig-headed killer from Saw come running out of the House of Horrors with a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. And then do a little tear, which, by the way, the Saw person playing the Saw person, he must have been, or he or she must have been, like, five feet tall because it, they were so small compared to... Well, the guy playing Leatherface is, like, 6'6", six, six, I think. Was so. it, like, Eager or whatever his yeah. name is? He runs up to Leatherface and does the... You want to play a game? And the Leatherface just hits him with a chain, or hits his chainsaw with his, and then he runs away. Oh no! Yeah, okay, we get it, Lionsgate. You want to reference your successful horror franchise with the one you're not doing so well with? We got it. <laughs> and I love how she gets away from Leatherface in this one. Is she does the old, I'll just hang on to the Ferris wheel until it lifts me away from him. But you know it's a wheel, right? You know it's going to come around again. He's just waiting on the other side for you with the saw now. So, good plan? I kept waiting for him to, like, saw a support beam or something and knock the whole Ferris wheel over, but I guess they didn't have that kind of money. So, fast forward to, because the best part of the movie for me 
the 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 part of the movie that really like I don't want to say where it gets its legs, but where it's like okay is more or less the last twenty minutes of the film. You have her being held in the uh, police station. Police station. Where- this is this is my favorite one of my favorite parts too, where they're like <laughs> the guy says, "Hey, I, I know your shirt's really dirty and everything, so I got you a clean shirt to put on." She says, "Thanks." Puts the clean shirt on, buttons one button right in the middle of both boob in the boob area. That's it. That's the that way it'll just constantly swing open and give you little hints here and there of what's under it. Like I guess they couldn't afford to pay her to be hopeless, so they were just doing the best they could. No, they could not. She offered and they denied it, which I would have paid all the money in the world. But yeah, so she of course immediately looks. They give her the police file because why wouldn't you give her the crime scene and all the evidence that shows that the cops and everyone else was you know. And killers on and killers and they fucking just killed these people so then immediately she just runs away from the police station and writes murderers on the piece of the paper that's left in red ink oh wait a second wait a second we you kind of skimmed over and i guess it, when she goes she calls the lawyer and he has her meet her. Well, that was after she bar. left the police station. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm fast forwarding because what I was gonna, I was what I was gonna say kind of ties into oh, okay. what she finds out on the police station that she's actually a Sawyer, and her parents she saw her, you know, her fake parents she saw in the photo were part of the mob that killed her real family. Yep, and. You know, she has the scar of the chain the mom was wearing. All on the women, all the Sawyer women, wear a necklace with an S on it for Sawyer. <laughs> and she has that like burned because you know it was a fire. She has that burned on her chest. So now she finds out that she's related. When she has this conversation with the lawyer, and the he lawyer tells at her, this point finally decides, I should go ahead and tell you. Yeah, your grandma was keeping a chainsaw murderer down in the basement for God knows how long. But gee golly whiz, that's family, and family has to stick together. And if he would have known that you were his cousin, he would have not gone after you. Yeah, he just thought you were some stranger. He didn't know you was family. He was done protecting the house. Yeah. Also, by protecting the house, I guess that meant he dug grandma up and set her back in the bed upstairs. He's going to go full Norman Bates on that shit. Oh, yeah. So we have a little bit of uh, psycho psycho in there, too. So she leaves the bar because, spoiler alert, the evil guy from the beginning that she talked to that wanted to buy her house that you knew was immediately evil because he was in on the mob. He's there, and he knows, oh my God, she knows our secret, so we have to murder her. Yeah, of course, naturally, we're just going to have to kill her. And has every everybody, more, I don't say everybody, but people in the town are helping him, you know, including, spoiler alert, further, hit the deputy that was hitting on her earlier. Yeah, the nice guy cop that saved her at the fair. Yep, he's in on it. So yeah, that's just, his son. So he just says, I got her dad, what do you want me to do with her? Well, take her out to the slaughterhouse, son, and that's where we'll deal with her. Now, this is also the part I love. She has taken a knife with her from the bar. And instead of waiting until the guy opens the back door of the car to get her out, stabbing him, slashing him, doing something, no, she decides to laugh maniacally and poke the knife through the little slit in the police car and laugh and go, I'm a sawyer. (laughs) I'm a sawyer. And let me tell you, 
Alexandra Daddario, she can pull off crazy fucking bitch because her eyes were so like glossed over and yeah. they were huge like she, anime eyes. She had the crazy eyes. Yeah, she looked like fucking Nancy when that bitch was like, I can fly, like, but with her like big anime eyes. Like, yeah. I was just like, what they do to her eyes? So, of course, he takes her, chains her up at the slaughterhouse, rips her shirt open, like you do. And then... Does he rip it open or did the one button was struggling? No, he, they showed him pull it open and yeah. then tell her, be glad I don't do more to you. Which, oh, okay. that shirt is the most magical and also the shirt's an asshole, but it's a magical fucking shirt because you only see like side boob. It's literally... This shirt perfectly sticks and keeps you from seeing anything else. You don't see anything. It's not. You're not going to see nothing. So then the dad and another dude show up and they tell the son, you know... Son, you better stay outside. You're a man of the law. You, you can't see this. Stay you, you outside. Can't, this, you can't. No place for the police. We're going to go in there and kill a, uh, a young girl. So don't worry about it. It's fine. So yeah, they go in and kill. And while this is happening, I guess Leatherface has taken an Uber. Um, oh, yeah. He's gone <laughs> back to the house, which is, we've, this is, oh, this is, I, I keep saying my favorite part, but there's so many things in this movie that piss me off that I can't. While at the police station, the deputy that's supposed to be going out to check on this, they tell him numerous times, don't go in the house without backup, Marvin. He's, I'm going to go in the house without backup. I got my phone. I'll turn on the video function. That way you guys can see everything. And that's going to save me because, you know, obviously. So then the deputy goes through the house, seeing all the bodies everywhere, the blood. He goes, now, he's at least 10 miles from the police station. Then he goes down into the basement underground in a room with a metal door and still sends crystal clear video back to the police station. This motherfucker did not have Sprint. I'm going to tell you right now, he did not have Sprint, nor did he have T-Mobile. I don't know what the fuck he had. I don't know what plan he had. Must have been AT&T. I need to be on that shit because I can be like across the yard from someone can't always get a clear signal. He was in Texas, okay? He was in the middle of no motherfucking nowhere. He was in a fucking, the basement of a fucking house behind a fucking, <laughs> behind There's a, no a steel door. fucking he way he got a signal. amazing reception. Yeah, that's the part I was just like, come on. Then the he is looking around through things, and it's just like a video game. The sheriff and the evil guy back at the station are telling him, look in there, look in this, look in that freezer. He flips the lid open to the freezer, and lo and behold, it's her friend that you thought had died earlier. She's still alive. Jump scare. Yeah, she pops out. Ah, screams. The cop shoots her right in the head. Yeah, so kills she, her right away. And they're she like, did. And the sheriff and the guy just look at it and go, well, that never happened. That never happened. That didn't happen. Get the hell out of there. That's when he meets Leatherface and gets immediately chopped to death with an axe. Because that's what Leatherface is all about. Axes. He's like, you know what? I was Michael Myers for a little bit. I did a little bit of the psycho thing. Now I want to be fucking, fucking Victor Crowley from the Hatchet movies. I want to be him for a little while I'll now. I'll be that. I was going to go for more Jason from Friday the 13th, but fine, fine. Fine. It's the whole hatchet thing I was going for. Ha- hatchet. Okay, I see. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. So, at this point, you know, like you said, he's he's in the house, and this is where he decides that you know what, this mask I'm wearing has gotten a little crusty after being out chasing everyone around the night. It's time to change. I'm gonna change my mask, and because there's nothing more annoying than having a mask on and running around killing people, and the mask is sliding everywhere. I'm going to sew it to one side of my fucking face. Yeah, like you do. 
What the fuck was that about? I don't even understand. Mind you, now that I'm thinking about it because it was 3D, maybe when he took the needle out, it went towards the thing and then he poked it back in. Could be. There was a lot of things in this, like chainsaws thrown at the camera and stuff like that. We did not see this, obviously. It was on Peacock. We did not see this in 3D, which I feel like when there's... Oh, I saw it in the theaters in 3D. It did not help. (laughs) Like the 3D wasn't even that good. Like, if this had been something that was, like, a, an amazing 3D movie where, like, blood was flying out at you and you were ducking and stuff, I could at least be, well, the movie's terrible, but if you see it in 3D, it's fun. <sighs> there was nothing. Okay, well, let me tell you. The film takes a weird fucking turn. Yeah, now, this is the part that... Wait, what? I looked at Chad and I said... This is not gonna happen. This is, is this gonna, this is, is this, I think, I think this is gonna happen. And I was fucking joking. And it fucking happened. So, of course, he comes, Leatherface shows up, and he sees her chained up there, and he's like, hmm, a woman chained up half naked. Let me just saw her in half. And then he sees, oh no. He comes around, yeah, he comes around her, and then he, and then he, he goes, sees, oh, uh, uh, he sees the, oh my gosh, what is this? Uh, is this an S? Uh, so he pulls the tape down from her mouth, and she says, yes, I'm your cousin, Heather. I'm a sawyer, just like you. Which we find out later her real name is Edith, so I don't know why she would say her fake name, or like the name she was given by birth, which she doesn't know what that name is, but fine, 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 fine. fine. So then he immediately says, oh, and he just starts cutting her down and letting her loose because you can't kill family. And then he fucking saves her, and then he has a fencing match with the fucking appraiser guy. Yeah, the you know the, the evil dude shows up. He's you know fencing with he's got like a crowbar. He's fencing with Leatherface and the chainsaw. You know, Daddario starts to run away, and then she stops and thinks, no. Because she hears him wailing, right? Because <clears throat> they're beating the fuck out of him. Like it's him, it's the appraiser guy, and like his like his backup guy, and they're kicking him and punching him, and they're boy, boy, I'm gonna make you pay, boy, and they're doing all their things and whatever, and they're just beating the shit out of him. And another face is all fucked up. Okay, he's fucked up. He can't get up. His chainsaw. He's lost his magic power. His chainsaw across the room, across the barn, or whatever, and she hears him struggling for his life, and she's like. You know what? I'm going to go back inside and help my cousin. Even though he done kill all my friends and he crazy. Now, she never found out that the boyfriend was cheating on her. So, as far as she knew, her boyfriend loved her and just died in the house by this guy. But, you know, fine, whatever. He's my cousin. I got to take care of him. So, she goes back in, gets a pitchfork, and murders the one guy with the pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Then takes the chainsaw, throws it to Leatherface... Who catches it, of course, and she says, do your thing, cuz. Yep, and then at that point when he's reunited, and it felt so good for him. It he... was like fucking Popeye. <laughs> he was getting his ass beat this whole time. As soon as he caught that chainsaw, it was like, you know. His spinach. His spinach, and he just suddenly got his strength back, and then he starts beating the fuck out of the guy. And there goes the freaking sheriff who has the gun on, you know, the whole activity, and the appraiser guy's like... You know, you're the sheriff. You got to save me. Sheriff just puts his gun away and goes, do what you got to do. Yeah, he just, he didn't put the gun away. He, he was just staring at him and he just waits 
and just lets nature take fucking over and he yeah. just lets Leatherface throw the guy into the giant meat grinder that they have for Huge no reason. Ass meat grinder where the guy gets his lower body grinded off, okay? <laughs> he slides down, he gets grinded off, and then my favorite fucking part. He's still hanging on he's to hanging the ledge. On, and Leatherface is like, you know what, bitch? I'm not waiting for you to fucking let go of this. I'm gonna cut your fucking wrists off. Like he, he cuts, cuts his hands off right at the wrist and just leaves his hands sticking on the thing. The next of the guy, the rest of the guy slides in. He just kicks the hands he off. Kicks the hands off and just throws it in there. Then the sheriff just looks at her and Leatherface after seeing them both just kill two people, and goes, "Clean this shit up," and just walks out. And we never know. Now the, the one s- deputy was waiting outside for yeah, his father and his friend to come out. <laughs> we never hear from them again. We don't know anything that happened there. So what's gonna happen when he goes back to work and his boss? He's gonna be like, "Uh, my dad's missing," and the guy's gonna be like, "Oh, oh, is he? I, I don't know. I don't even know where he could have gone. I don't know what could have happened there." <laughs> but then they go back to the house. Oh, Leatherface. She gives him a nice warm towel and he's, he cleans up a little bit. Yeah, he's all cut up and, and, and she mends his wounds. And Now, let's keep in know. mind, her boyfriend, her friends, uh, the hitchhiker and the sheriff's deputy that went down there. All the bodies are still in the house. They're all there. Being in various states of dismemberment. You know, all over the place. They're all over. That's fine. She just tends the leather face and then the end. No, wait a second. No, no, that's... No, 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 no. You can't just say the end, okay? This She tends to Leatherface, okay? And at that moment, I look over and say, oh, my God, please don't tell me. I I can't. Are they going to Are they gonna be become a magic duo? And, I'm, and then I was like, oh, coffee with Leatherface. That's going to be the new fucking movie that needs a TV show that needs to come out because... He's just sitting there at the table. It's like the most normal. He has the mask on. She tries to take the mask off and he kind of like winces away and like pushes her away or whatever. And he Gently just, because they're cousins now. So no more murder for him. No more murder. And he just goes back to the room like the good old, you know, leather face he is. He goes back to the room and she goes and brings him fucking something to eat, you know, because he had a, a, a terrible fight. Mind you, like... Is she? Here's my thing. Is she going to go down there and just like, since she worked in the meatpacking plant, is she just going to cut up her boyfriend and all the friends and serve them to him? Maybe that was the whole point of showing besides the whole being wink, wink, you part. Also, this is when she reads the letter. Yeah. Marilyn Burns. This is when she comes up and does a little flashback of her writing the letter to her granddaughter or to her. Is yeah. It would be her granddaughter. Yeah, it would yeah. be her granddaughter. And tells her, you know, that you know she's got a big responsibility now and she gets the house and all the treasures within it but then also the curse within the house and how the cousin's locked behind the fucking thing and he's a killer and everything like she just fucking tells her everything that she fucking needs to know is in that letter and if she had just read that shit to begin with i mean if i had read that letter i'd be like huh interesting grandma says there's a chainsaw murderer in the basement i'm gonna go ahead and call 911 now let the police come out, take a look at this, and see what's going on. And appraiser, I'm going to need uh, $300,000 for the house. Yeah. Bye. Also, <laughs> 
after she also is the key word in this movie because every time you think this movie has done enough bullshit it comes back with more <laughs> leatherface goes to the fucking picture he has a wall like a freaking like a detective where like clues with like the fucking clippings of the newspaper he goes to the wall and scratches out the face of the appraiser because he Side, side fucking movie I guess side the you know thing that's going he had on been adventure. going to murdering all the people there one by one yep who had taken out his family he's gone back for revenge but this is when we get into the credits and the credits run and like every movie now it has a post credit scene where her asshole adoptive parents show up and they're like be nice to her she's got money now and then you hear like noise behind the door and then Leatherface just busts the door open with the chainsaw oh he's gonna kill her adoptive parents because they were assholes she fucking invited them over and obviously she knew that he was gonna be taking care of business now I have questions yes so hmm are they gonna be like a fucking I I said that they should open up bed and breakfast she invites the people over because you know she's a good looking girl and uh, then the people go in and, you know, they get murdered. Because yeah. how- that could that could be its own movie there because I would she, watch that. she lures them in thinking they're going to get some. Oh, wait, I guess that's hostile. Oh, is that hostile? Oh, Where okay. the attractive girl lures them in and they get murdered inside the place. Yeah, okay, so that's hostile. So they, they but could you know what? That. This movie took a little bit of other movies. So, so why this not? is not. Fuck it. Let's and just Lionsgate put out hostile, so they got the rights to it. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe she calls the girl from Hostel. They both open up the bed and breakfast. Hey. Wink, wink, wink. Now you got like crossover shit going happening. Or the other one, the idea I thought would have been funny is they go on the road solving the mysteries. Road they go on the road solving <laughs> mysteries and stopping other killers. And then at the end of it, you see him just like cooking up the other killer and eating him because, hey, he's a cannibal. But if, so they become Dexter, basically. Yeah. Well, what I also said was, since uh, he needs to, their first guest would be Hannibal. Hannibal comes over. They're going to have a cook-off. Leatherface is going to make them good old Texas ribs. Hannibal's going to make, you know, whatever foo-foo shit he fucking makes. (laughs) It's going to be like, I I have made you, I brought the the beer, but it was brewed in a wine keg to be extra classy. (laughs) And he's going to have all this fancy stuff. Cooking with Leatherface. And they're gonna have a cook off there. Yeah, cooking with Leatherface, and you know, I I would I would watch that show, Cooking with Leatherface. He obviously, but he's just gonna be barbecue every time. It doesn't it's gonna matter. Be ribs every Texas time. is known for their fucking barbecue. It's gonna be delicious. And Dodario is a fucking butcher. She knows how to fucking cut all fucking things of meat. And they're a fucking magical so there barbecue were duo. Many ways that they could have spun this. They movie could have off. their own hot sauce. But instead... They could brew their own beer. This movie bombed so hard, they couldn't make another one of it. So that's why you got the remake that sat on the shelf for several years, the Leatherface, the prequel to all these things, which I have not yet bothered to watch. Yeah, you don't need a fucking prequel, guys. We don't need to know that no one wanted to play with him when he was a kid because his face is deformed and he couldn't fucking spell out his name with the fucking blocks, the the baby blocks. We don't need to see this movie. I don't want to see this movie. Why was this made? We don't need... That's like Hannibal as a child. We don't need to see fucking Hannibal as a child. We get it. 
But yeah, so but there is another one coming out, another like reboot thing they're doing that they're working on this year. I well, don't know yeah, what's supposedly it's... supposed to be good because what's his face is doing it. Yeah, that Fetty Alvarez is that the guy that did the Evil Dead, Evil Dead, and Don't Breathe. Yeah, so he, I love Don't Breathe, hated the fucking Evil Dead. Don't even get me started with that. I'm yeah. like, okay, I so he's it. kind of fifty fifty for me. Yeah, for me too. So now, in terms of a rating. I would give this movie the one knife that I would throw at it. When I hang it up on the wall and throw one knife at it, that's what this movie gets. And that's only because I had such fun ripping it a new ass on everything because it was just so dumb. It's all over the place. They didn't know what kind of movie they wanted. Like, how are you going to... First, how are you even going to create a movie that's unrealistic the 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 time frame of the movie doesn't make sense at, at least all. when they rebooted halloween they you know when they did the re the sequel to how the new like reboot of halloween they acknowledged it was 40 years later yeah. everyone had aged things had happened they acknowledged it was the 1970s now it's 2018 you could there was a there was the you know laurie's the grandma the mom the daughter excuse me there's a whole family line going on there this one I don't know. It would be like you did, I don't know, Casablanca, and then the next the next day it's modern times and they're running around, you know? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why, because you had told me that the original script it was set in, like, 1994. They should have just kept it in 1994. Yeah. There's no reason. I the And this is the part that drives me nuts. The, the whole smartphone thing was the only reason exactly. that they needed to bring that That's up. That's the only reason. Because if you would have not had that smartphone in, you could have just justified in your fucking head. Oh, it must have been the fucking 90s. Because you could have no just one, done the math yourself because no one was wearing anything that special. Was they were all wearing kind of hipster clothing basic, that could have I'm been any time. They were just basic ass fucking clothes. They were just basic clothes and you could just find anywhere at any point. It wasn't like she was wearing like a juicy pants or he was the wearing van a fucking was kind of a, hat. I mean, I don't know what year the van was. So, you know, if you put it, if it was any kind of 90s year van, you could have been like, all right. Anything up to like 2004 would have been okay because if she you just said, well, maybe she looks young for being 30, something, you know. But by the time it's like 2014 or 30, I'm sorry, 2012, you can't buy that all these people haven't aged or that they've aged this slowly or whatever. It just didn't make any sense, the timeline. No, it didn't. And then, and then the whole, he has like superpowers where he can get like chainsawed, stabbed beat the fuck up and just go home and just put a fucking moist towel on his fucking face and fucking scratch someone's face out and call it a day. Like he sipped some fucking tea and that was it. Like what the fuck is that about? Then he's, it just, is he, he's walking everywhere. I just, I don't know. He's just, the whole thing was just really bad. It, but what I find intriguing and I wish that maybe what we found out would have been the beginning of the movie and the rest of the movie would have been like their relationship. Yeah. What her role is going to be in his life or what's going to whatever. Does she become a cycle? Because there were moments where she does lose it, where she looks crazed and she's accepted that this is in her fucking blood. So she's become okay with the killing and justified because you have to protect family. Let's explore that more. Yeah. Let's have that movie. The movie that would have been that better would, have been would be the movie intriguing. that should have come after this. Exactly. Or just 
don't even have the freaking whole thing. Do like they fucking do in the movies or how they did it in H2O where the beginning is just like clippings and photos while the credits are running and you get the story right in the beginning so it doesn't interfere with the actual beginning quote unquote of the movie when the acting starts. You have all this information in that format. Then you go into the real movie, her inheriting the house and then seeing, you know, her friends getting killed off. Killer Cut did that too, where they were in the past. Then they fast forward to the future. I mean, like, there's so many other films that have done that, you know, thing. Where you could have done that. And they just dropped the ball and just didn't know what the fuck was going on. And and it's really this feels a like one opportunity. Of the, this feels like one of those movies that got destroyed by studio notes. Oh, for sure. There, there's no, There's no reason why... They would have not set this film in the mid in the mid nineties. There's no reason. Yeah, if you just said it was 1990, even up to 1997, that have only been 23 years after the original. I would have totally bought that. Yeah, but at the same time, even if we did have a movie where the timing was right, the movie was still going to be terrible. Yeah, but the timing just detracts <laughs> timing from it even more. It does. It does. It doesn't help the film at all. But I I don't know if. If it had happened, if the film would have been able to rescue itself or come back from that at all, I don't know. I also give it one knife. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, I give it one knife only because of the Dario. I don't care what the fuck film she's in. I'm gonna watch it. She's in a movie. I watched you. We watched that. We saw in the darkness, right? Yeah. We saw. I mean, obviously Percy Jackson. You know, mm-hmm. um, the my that mom. That other horror movie with the late what's his face? Um, uh, my my girlfriend's my ex girlfriend. You love back. this movie? How can you? My girlfriend's back? No, it's not my girlfriend's back. It's the other one. Um, yeah, I know. I I do love this movie, and I can't fucking remember the name of it. But she's in that. Like whatever she's gonna be in, I'm there. And that's the only saving grace for me in the movie is that I get to actually. Well, I'll, I'll know, give credit her. to the other actors too. No one was a terrible actor in the movie. Everyone in the movie was fine in You're terms basic, of acting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they didn't have to do a lot, so they didn't get called on to like deliver huge performances or anything. But everybody was fine. The blood effects were pretty good. I'll give it that. There was a scene where someone gets chainsawed in half, you know, and that was that came out pretty well. So there were some good effects in it because, of course, it was Greg Nicotero and Howard Berger doing the effects. They're never going to like half-ass it. Burying the X, which came out after that, came out in twenty fourteen. Okay. So burying in the burying, I can't even fucking say that. Burying the ex. Yeah, I, I can't. My my tongue got all tight with uh, uh, Anton Yelchin. Yeah. The late Anton Yelchin, which I do love that movie. I feel like we covered that early on, maybe, or did I write an article? No, about you did an it? article about that for something. Okay. But yeah, oh, and Ashley Green's in the film. I really like that film. That's a really cute film. But anyways, not to detract from this one. This is Shad's birthday month. I don't know if we covered that in the first... Yeah, we mentioned it earlier. We did. But yeah, I wanted to go out on a uh, note of uh, pure anger and hatred at a movie that disappointed me incredibly. Which is very rare for you because I think you're much more accepting of of films than I am. I'm really a snob about them. Yeah, when a movie's bad, bad enough that I really go out on limb and hate it, it has to be real bad. It has to be really like something to it that I'm like, oh God, this fucking movie. Yeah, I would have. I obviously. Oh, this is the first time I've actually seen this film. Let's yeah. show that I've never seen the film. So I saw it in the theaters because I, at the time, I was trying to see everything, everything horror wise yeah. that came out in the theaters. 
So I saw this, and I think I was one of maybe six, seven people in the theater. Two of those people that were in the theater besides me were there with me. <laughs> so myself and my friends accounted for half of the audience that night. Yeah, that's really terrible. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. And this is our last episode of the month. Yep. Uh, stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>